Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life. Come listen to the inspiring stories of all the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible. I'm not invisible and neither are you. So no matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran and host of this podcast. We're all about showcasing phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. You'll get to hear all the inspiring stories while you don't have to be invisible after 50. So sit back and enjoy the wonderful life story from this week's guest. My guest today is Kavita Gala. Hi, Kavita. Hi, Kiran. How are you? I'm absolutely fine and I'm so excited because you are my first guest from India. So I am going global, my dear. Oh, really? I'm so excited. Ah, okay, I have to set the precedent right then. Absolutely, absolutely. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going Thank to get you. you to introduce yourself in one sentence to our listeners. So whatever you want to say, please go ahead. Okay. So Kiran, I have to tell you that I've been cheating a little because I've been listening to your podcast and I knew this question was coming. Uh, so I, I know what I think about myself. So I thought it was a very good question actually to ask my inner circle to understand if they thought about me the way I thought about myself. So I asked a few of my friends and I put everything together and I'm trying to describe myself uh, in one sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a passionate curator of incredible life experiences. I'm a multifaceted woman who authentically tries to live every moment with passion and purpose. I'm warm, caring, and networked. A person who thrives on connecting people to opportunities to bring out the best in them. This is what I came up with. I, I hope it makes sense to you. <laughs> it's very loaded, I must say. And we're going to kind of go through that as we yeah. talk through the podcast. So let's move on into the podcast. And thank you, thank you, thank you for that. So in this yeah. podcast, we're going to cover your life story, the past, the present. If there was a trigger point at 50, um, if it kind of changed you know, your life um, and what the future looks like, of course, finishing off with the bonuses. So let's start with the past, anything, anywhere you wish to start. Um, so please go ahead. Okay, I'm going to start at the very beginning. I just, you know, I just thought I'd let the audience know who I am. Uh, I uh, was born and brought up in the city of uh, Bangalore in India, or Bengaluru, like we call it today. I had a typical uh, Indian arranged marriage at the age of, I think I got engaged at the age of 20, got married a few weeks later after I turned 21. I moved to the US. I lived there for 15 years of my life. Uh, I did my, my MBA in marketing from Clemson University and um, started working there. I, I, I lived in a very small place. And after an MBA, you either became um, uh, an insurance agent or, you know, you worked in a departmental store. There was nothing much. It was a university town. 
Um, so actually, my first job out of uh, uh, MBA was, you will not believe it, selling lingerie in a departmental store. And uh, that was my first experience of uh, understanding a little bit about myself is that I love selling. I'm, I'm a natural born uh, saleswoman, I should say. After I had two kids, I started working in my husband's company. I was doing technical writing, nothing again to do with my MBA. But uh, the company that he was working for said, you know what, come join us so you can work from home. And I said, why not? And moved back about 18, 19 years ago to Bangalore. When I came back, um, uh, it was a huge adjustment, as you can imagine, um, you know, having lived and the kids had to adjust. So it took some time off. Then I started working as a public relations officer in a maternity hospital. Um, I think uh, I was, um, I think it was a few years, I, I left work because we were building a house, kids were growing up and a lot of things that happened at, at the office, which uh, probably didn't agree with me. I'd taken a break um, from career and um, what to do with life, right? I was sitting at home. Then, um, yeah, if I may, should I continue with this story? Because uh, that's when my trigger point comes in. So if I... Okay, if, you know, interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things there which are really interesting. Um, they're all interesting, obviously. But I think in terms of, you know, having a great education, you know, we all Indians believe in a great education. It's a foundation for everything. So, you know, applause to your parents in terms of educating you, because I think that is the cornerstone of your life the foundations the most important foundations of your life because then you kind of learn about the world but you learn about you know how to speak and and how to act and how to think and how to be you know all of those things intellectual etc cetera, etc cetera. opens many 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 doors which of course allowed you yeah, oh, sorry so when I'm in the US um, a lot of people would ask me how do you speak such good English you know my diction my my language was so good so even when I was doing my MBA I was always the person writing out the reports and doing the presentations and I always said it was because of my schooling I went to a convent school and you know how they are I mean it's English and your manners and everything had to be just right so I that's why I said it was a blessing you know my education in India it set the foundation for everything else Absolutely, Kavita. And that's, that's a really important point, actually, because this podcast is about, you know, breaking down stereotypes, including the stereotype that women from India are uneducated, or they don't speak English, or they're repressed, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And you're a fine example of none of those above, right? And that's exactly what you want to bring into this podcast. If it's going global, I wish to highlight and educate people of the world of what where women are what women are doing where regardless of where they come from because that's what it is it's about opening eyes opening ears opening minds because that's where you see the change so very good point and very fundamental but let's move on and talk about yourself so you were saying about your trigger point so the trigger point that you had so tell me about that that's really interesting it, it, it is very interesting because my trigger point did not come at 50. Luckily for me, my trigger point came at, I think I was around 42, uh, just when I had left my job and I was, you know, a lot of things had happened in my life and I can't really say what, but I was, you know, um, mentally in a very, very uh, shaken, bad state. Like I would wake up in the morning feeling this, this huge vacuum in my life. There was a lot of hollowness and you know I could just cry at the drop 
at the drop of anything. And um, I didn't speak to anyone about it, Kiran. It was a very dark phase in my life. And I didn't know who to turn to. And in those days, you know, these are the things we spoke about. Now depression and all these things. Everybody, you know, the moment you feel a little sad, you go speak to someone. In those days, I didn't even tell my parents or my sister who I'm so close to, my husband. Nobody knew. Uh, for everybody looking in, my life was so perfect. Like I would get messages. You're so lucky. You moved back to India. You built a house. You you know, your kids are doing well. They're in such a great school. And, you know, the, the picture was so rosy. Inside, it was dark for me. And uh, I don't even know if I've still spoken to my husband about this. The first time I'm actually speaking about it in uh, on camera, I should say, it was a very bad spate. And um, all I could do was let pray. I used to pray to God and say this, like that intuition told me there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Something needs to be fixed. I didn't know what it was. I just kept praying that show me the light, show me the light. I don't know how, I don't know what. And uh, I'm not big, I'm not a religious person, but I just kept repeating that, show me the light, show me the light. And um, I just lived like that for a long time. And um, one day my sister came to me and, you know, she said, you know, I met this person. He's a great counselor and uh, he was a coach and a mentor. And he said, she said, he's having some classes for children uh, on communication skills. So why don't you uh, take him, take the kids for the classes? And it was summer holidays. And I said, why not? Why not? Let me try. So I remember walking up the stairs with both my kids, you know, and they did not want to be there. I yanked them up the stairs and I go sit in this office. Um, the office was lined with books. It was a pretty small office. And then here comes this big man with this huge smile on his face and broad shoulders and everything. And he said, hello, hello, hello. And I was like, okay. And you can imagine I was in what a state I was in. And he started talking and then I sat there, Kiran, you won't believe it, with my both my kids, and I spent about 15, 20 minutes just, I can use the word bitching about my kids to this person I did not know. You know, he is like this, he is like that, he doesn't listen to me, they don't study, blah, blah, blah. And he just looked at me and then he said, go on, go on. And I started speaking about my life and I, you know, I was putting a lot of blame on things like, you know, my husband or this and that. And, and he said, you know what, Kavi? He has a tendency to shorten names. So even the first meeting, he said, he said, you know what, Kavi? First, when he said Kavi, I said, how dare? He doesn't even know me. But still, I said, let me listen to him. I have the solution to all your problems. I said, wow, I think my sister was right. I found somebody. And he looked at me and he said, you know, if you have a problem with A, B, C, D, and E, do you know who the problem is with? Not the A, B, C, D, and E, but Kavi, it's with you. And um, for me, there was a slap in the face. And I just wanted to get up and just slap him and say, who the hell are you? You don't even know anything about me and you're blaming me for my problems. I just listened. I was very angry. Um, I don't know why, but I enrolled my kids in the program. I would go drop them outside. I would not want to meet this man. Um, but what he told me that day kind of festered in my mind. And... Um, he didn't give up on me. I, you know, he called me again uh, a month, few months later. And he said, I'm, I am starting this new class near your place. You know, it's just down the road. Why don't you come and join? And I, and I thought to myself, if I don't join this class, if I don't go meet him, he's probably going to keep on calling me and irritating me. And I told my sister, tell him not to call me. But then I went to this class and that one session over there, meeting all these people, 
um, I thought they lived in an alternate universe because everybody was so happy, so positive. And uh, it was a combination of like a positivity and a Toastmasters, like a communications workshop. I sat there for one hour and listened to all these people who gave such beautiful speeches about life, about positivity, about this and that. And I'm thinking, who the hell are all these? I thought they were aliens because of the state of mind that I was in, right? But something kept me going back there. And um, and more, you know, I, then I realized that, you know, what Ian had told me, Ian Faria is his name, and was literally like, you know, somebody showed me a mirror and put it inside me. It was not my face that they were seeing. They were seeing my heart and soul. And somehow he's very good at reading people. And he figured that there was something going on with me. And uh, that's when I officially, you know, took up some counseling and mentoring and coaching with him. And that was a huge turning point. You know, they talk about transformation. For me, it was that that point in my life that I had this radical changes that started happening with me. Um, it was an internal shift that, you know, brought alignment, I, I felt, with my highest potential. Really, the metamorphosis of, uh, you know, the caterpillar to the butterfly that, um, that came about. And um, the few things that I started changing, um, you know, during the sessions, uh, the victim got buried and the victor started emerging. Uh, self-confidence was born, self-belief was born, um, awareness was at a highest level because without awareness you really can't change, you can't transform, you can't do anything in life. When I started becoming aware of who I was as a person and what I needed to change, um, you know, everything around me started changing. Like they say, right, when you change the way you look at things, Things you look at change. The things around you don't change. You just look at it with a different filter. That took on a new meaning. I started having meaningful conversations, um, listening more, judging less, um, criticizing less. Um, I started having dreams and goals, and I started understanding my own purpose in life. What was I? What was I put on this earth for? And um, more and more people in the class around me said, what are you doing with your life? You need to do a lot more. You need to impact more lives. And um, at the end of the day, Kiran, the kind of relationship that we have with ourselves sets the tone for every other relationship in our life. And uh, that's why, you know, when my mentor said, the problem is not with A, B, C, D, and E, it's with you. It was, it was magical to have that realization is that I am the one who's responsible and accountable for my life. It's not my parents. It's not my husband's job. It's not my children's job to make me happy. It's me who has to be happy with myself. And for me, that was the trigger point. That was the transformation. Uh, after that, I decided that more people in my life and people I knew needed to also go through this. And that's when I started working with my mentor. I worked with him for 12 years. Um, I became a catalyst in other people's life, enabling and empowering them to live a more fulfilling life by helping them discover what their true potential and true value was. And thus began the second innings, whatever you call it, of uh, Kavita Garla. I feel I was reborn then. That was my trigger point, 42. Today I'm, I'm 53. I'm going to be 54 soon. And there's no looking back. I oh, hope well, the story ends. Oh, I don't know. Sorry. The well said. I mean, no, it's not just well said. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. There's so much kind of wisdom and knowledge and awareness. I think you're absolutely right, Kavita. You have to be self-aware. 
You have to be self-confident. You have to be, you know, you have to have self-belief because without those fundamental things, you don't know anything about anything. Be honest, right? And again, again, for me, that my trigger point was at 52, which is much later on in life, things happened to me, which I wasn't happy about. But I feel now when I'm actually just turned 59, that this is the time for me. This is me speaking as I should speak. And also, here's my purpose, you know, my purpose is what you see in front of you and more. So absolutely, you know, you have that kind of realization that that switch that happens at a whatever point in life. And that makes you rethink about what's been and what's coming next. Right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I also want to say thank you to you, because when you said that you hadn't shared some of this information with your husband, I'm so humbled by that because there's a lot of women who come on my podcast to say, I haven't said that before, Kieran, and I'm saying it to you. So so thank you very much for that. Um, <laughs> so let's move on. Yeah. So you talked about the, the trigger point. So what's what what are you currently involved with at the moment? Oof, where do I start, right? Wherever <laughs> so you want COVID, to. You know, uh, COVID was a great leveler. Um, I st- actually stopped working just after COVID because I was in the training and coaching industry. And, you know, um, we did everything live and uh, everything took a backseat, though everything is coming back now. And um, I really, when I turned 50, I wanted to reevaluate where I am. You know, do, do I want to do something different? Because I'd reached a point where I had learned a lot from my mentor, from all the people who were in my life. And I felt I needed to now start doing things for myself because all the things I didn't do when I was younger, uh, somehow I felt now is the time for me to dream, dream big, give back. Um, and it was, you know, it was my husband and my children that just when I was turning 50, they said, mom, we've heard all your stories about, you know, you, when you were younger, you were very pretty and people offered you movie roles and modeling and you never took up anything. Uh, is it possible for you to show us that you can do it at 50? And, um, I was pretty scared, Kiran, when they said that, because, you know, at, um, at 50, your body's changing, you're not skinny anymore. And a lot of things happen to you, but I took it as a challenge and I told them, you know what, I'm going to, I'm one of those people who journals a lot. So I like, you know, I have my journal today. I've written how the session is going to be. So I always keep my journal with me. And I wrote down that, you know, in that in those days, maybe you're not aware, there's this brand called Tanera Saris, which is a Tata brand. And they had come up with these beautiful ads of women wearing their saris. And these were real women and they were not models. And uh, they were all shapes and sizes. And I thought, if they can do it, I can do it. So I just started, you know, by drawing. I would draw a poster and put myself and say, Tanera saris, very silly. But um, you won't believe, I always believe the universe works in your favor when you you put out your intention. I, I met the stylist uh, who, who does the Tanera shoots just by accident in a show. And I told him, I said, this is my dream. And he said, send me your pictures. Next thing I knew, I was doing a shoot for them, for Sari. That was huge for me because not only it's my age, but it's a great brand. It's something that I've always wanted to. Never, Kiran, would I have, if you had asked me at 49, would you be modeling? I would say, yeah, right. But I took it up and gave me the confidence, you know, that I can be the way I am and I don't have to be a size zero to be in front of the camera. And my confidence, which was already good, went up higher because I started believing in myself and started looking and and overlooking the flaws that you had. And that's why I always tell women, 
you want to feel good you you want to love yourself go do a photo shoot for yourself and really show the different avatars of you through a picture it gives you the confidence so that's what i started at 50 and i've continued that so today last year i just decided one morning i woke up and i said you know i'm going to be my own boss and i started working as a consultant for trainers and coaches because being having been in the industry for so long i understand training and coaching at a very very high level and as soon as a person tells me what their problem is i know what they need so i do that um i also curate and uh, moderate and anchor events um i also have an interview series called passion and purpose which i want to restart uh, i was i have used those words passion and purpose so many times in my life so during covid uh, when i was wanted to do an interview series was my mentor who said why don't you do a series simply call it passion and purpose and interview people who are living their life filled with passion and purpose i started that um today if you ask me uh, what all i'm doing this is just this is just a drop in the ocean i am doing things which bring me joy uh, which uh, sparks something in me uh, that drives me to excel so i challenge myself with things um, that come my way sometimes i feel how can i do this how can i anchor this event these are big people i say no kavi push yourself you can do it uh that's where i am and even when you asked me i said do i really need to be on the show do i need to talk about it and i said no it's time i spoke about things because i want more people to get motivated and inspired to say i want to be like that i can't do it and uh, that's one of the reasons i do so many things i i i'm wherever i am i have people coming up to me in my yoga class who follow me on instagram and linkedin and say you know what we we really look up to you and when i am your age i want to be like you i want to have all these different dimensions of my personality to be shown and um, to me uh, that's the feedback that you know keeps me going without action you cannot move forward right and there's yeah. an important point here because you know we are the examples that we set for other women right Re- regardless of age so women of 50 plus we are examples of and so are all the women who are coming on to this podcast and also we have examples for women who are coming up because before you know the narrative always has been you know we'll sit in a corner we do this we're your grandmother we're a mother blah 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 but now we're showcasing that women of all ages can be doing whatever they want to be whether they want to be modeling or whether they want to be boxing or whether they want to be a podcaster you know you said um kavita that you know you never if someone had asked you at 49 whether you know you're going to be a model so the same question would apply to me would i be a podcaster would i think as an indian woman at 58 i was going to become a podcaster no but those things happen and then you go oh this is my passion and this is my purpose the purpose is is giving back and also yes. feeding your own soul so thank you thank you for those wise words you know all that wisdom all that knowledge and experience to share with the listeners so thank what you. does the thank future look oh sorry and what does the future look like for you ooh um i really i don't think so much about the future but um i'm one of those people who who believes in uh, the law of attraction and manifestation um i believe in continuously growing and one of the classes that i attended in november was a master class by one of my friends neeta on the law of attraction where um 
it's it's a beautiful workshop. I'm going to introduce you to her because I feel you should interview her. And because of which I have started journaling even more than ever about what is it that I want. I really, I really don't have uh, very big ideas as of mm -hmm. now, but I, I want to continue doing what I'm doing. I want to, I love interviewing and I want to, I see myself interviewing on television. I want mm -hmm. to bring stories, real life stories to the audience. Uh, stories of people that are very much forgotten because maybe they don't have the influence to be in front of the camera. Maybe they don't speak great English or, you know, the language is a barrier, culture is a barrier. So these are the people's stories that I want to bring. Uh, if that happens, I'm putting it out on your show today. If anyone's watching, they want me to interview them. <laughs> yes. You never know what comes up. So. Well, you have, you absolutely right. You have no idea. Nobody has any idea what's coming next. I mean, did I know that I was going to meet you? No. You know, did I, do I know what's coming next? I have no idea. But whatever is going to be in what, as you said, Kavitha, whatever is meant to happen is going to happen, right? Yes. Like attracts like, and you attract people to your life the way it's supposed to be. So, you know, thank you, Naveen, for introducing us anyway. So, you know, I, I actually put it out in my manifestation last week that I want to start speaking more just a few days before you contacted me. And I called up Nita, who is my coach. And I told her, I said, I just wrote that I want to be in on, on more shows talking about who I am as a person. And I said, this, this lady calls me up and she wants to talk about something I'm passionate about. That is about, you know, not being invisible over at the age of 50. And I said, can you believe it? And she said, Kavi, I can believe it. Because you put it out there, the and the yeah. universe has inspired to make this happen for you. So that's why they say be very careful what you put out because you will get it, and then you will not know what to don't ask for. That's why I'm very careful what I ask for now. So. Be specific. Be specific. Yeah, be very specific. Yeah. Sometimes you get the things that you thought you'll never get, and then you're like, why? How did it come in? And you somewhere put it out there. Your energy attracted you to it. So yes, absolutely, absolutely. So thank you for that. So let's move on to the bonuses of the this podcast. Yes. So the five tips that you would give to okay. anyone under 50. Okay. So my tips are kind of under 50, over 50. I'm, I'm just going to combine them in a way. I think one of the, I told you for me, uh, when I had that trigger point, the one thing that helped me was to get a mentor, mentor or a coach. So I really feel that it doesn't matter what age you are. And I tell my children this one in their 20s, always get a coach. Uh, get a sounding board, somebody who you can talk to about your ideas, who you want to be. Because a coach is really, for me, it, it was a guiding light to move to a different phase in my life, to be reborn. So uh, for all the women who are listening out there who are under 50 or over 50, if you don't know what to do, if you're confused, or even if you have the slightest doubt, just go find yourself a mentor or a coach. Because when, you know, I just read Marshall Goldsmith had written on LinkedIn today. He said, when you find a mentor you trust, you already 100 steps ahead towards the finish line. I truly believe that. So that's one of the things. Um, believe in yourself. Um, do a lot of self-reflection. Um, take feedback from people. That I love to take feedback from my inner circle periodically, from my friends, from my family, social circle, and some people I work with. I usually ask them five questions. And uh, the last question always is, give me three points that I can work on to become a better version of myself. That really shows you what your areas of improvement are and what you where you should be putting in the work. Because sometimes what we think about ourselves and what others think of 
you could be different. And that's the gap that you need to work on. And just like, you know, uh, Kiran, uh, we all of us uh, update and upgrade our phones periodically, right? Who has the same phone for more than two, three years or even less the new generation? We need to also update and upgrade ourselves. Um, it, it could be uh, joining, like I did, a communications program, which could open up your mind to so many other possibilities. You could become a speaker, a motivational speaker, who knows? Continuously learning new skills, pursuing your interests and setting goals um, for your personal and professional growth is very important, especially when you are in your 40s, because a lot of things are changing. You know, that's mm -hmm. my next point. Embrace change and adaptability because it's in your 40s that your children are growing up. You're suddenly going to feel you're not needed. All the areas of your life where you are putting in so much work suddenly becomes empty. It's like a vacuum. And uh, the emptiness syndrome starts at this age, around late 40s. So you have to become that much smarter to say, I know this is going to happen. I'm open to change. I'm going to adapt. So start opening yourself to change and adaptability because even menopause is going to hit you. And that's when you don't want to be not prepared. So prepare yourself for that. Build strong relationships with your spouse, especially because... Uh, He's the only one who's going to be left. Once the kids leave, you're going to be leaning on him. So build strong relationships, work out whatever's not working, um, build strong relationships with family and have a close circle of friends that you can count on because they become your family. Work on four dimensions of being, this is for 40, 50, whichever age, your body, your mind, your heart, and your spirit have to be continuously a work in progress. Um, exercise your mind, your body, your heart is where all your relationships live. So spend time on it and your spirit is who you are. So pour your heart into who you are and keep becoming a better version of yourself. Always transform and evolve. Uh, this is at most of these tips are for 50 and under 50. A few more, if I may add, for over 50, um, Kiran, are mm -hmm. uh, this is the time to read like you are doing, right? Redefine your personal brand because mm -hmm. it's changing. You're not the mother anymore. You're not just a wife anymore. You are Kiran. You are Kavita. You are now becoming an individual again. The person who you probably were before you got married or you got tied up with other things, right? Your brand is re-evolving. So we have so much social media these days. It's so easy to rebrand yourself. Figure out who you are with your coach or mentor and have your LinkedIn profile, your um, Instagram. I have two separate profiles. LinkedIn is just work. For me, Instagram is my love. I love modeling. I love dressing. People follow me for that. So I use that for that part of my brand. So redefine and uh, uh, make your brand cons consistent with your authenticity. Then um, again, I said, build a strong network. This is the age where we start feeling lonely uh, because our kids leave, menopause, everything, like I said before, right? I like to be a part of communities and tribes which resonate with you. I'm part of this beautiful community of 400, 500 plus coaches and trainers, all women from across the world. And any help you need, you just have to put in a question there and they're there for you. Even if they're not physically present, they're present mentally. So start joining Rotaries. You know, there are so many 
part uh, groups that you can be part of especially in your 50s you need you need you have your own tribe they become your backbone so join that pursue your passion and age is just a bloody number don't let anyone tell you you're past your prime like in the oscar awards right we heard the speech um i want to put that i made a reel on that which i'm going to share on uh, instagram age is just a number mm. and don't let it dictate who you are and where you're going and this is the time for you to take all the wisdom that you have garnered in these years and give it back start speaking use your voice and start inspiring people to become bigger and better these are just some of the things that i i do so i'm sharing it with you i think it's absolutely brilliant kavita because at the end of the day it is about giving back it's living with a purpose it's living with passion it's creating change it's it's making a change in society and how people see themselves and if you can do any of that that's brilliant because you know you have at this age i mean i was asked a question the other day you know in terms of all the changes that have occurred in my life recently and i said i find it liberating because i am me and that word liberating it's like if the doors had opened and i could actually breathe you know freely and i actually can and i think that's where you need to get to is can you breathe freely and with passion and purpose and you know self knowledge and you know self belief and confidence and share that with the world because that's not only for yourself but for other people as well it's about time to give back you know not everybody's about that fine that's yeah. okay but if you are then you're leaving something a mark on the world and i think that's a good place to be yeah and it's never too late to leave a legacy right um yeah. just because you're 50 doesn't mean oh my god what can i do now to you know what will my children remember me now is the time you focus on that uh you have to put in work to say you know i mean for me right now in my life kids are very important because they've grown up and um, you know how kids are they have a point of view on everything and are you setting a good example for them are they looking up to you and say i want to be like my mother it's okay whether you have boys or girls uh, they don't have to just look up to their father they all, for me i have two boys and they look up to me and i want to be a good role model for them to know that you know you know at age is just a number at 50 or 55 you can still achieve your dreams you can do big things and i think more of us of should think and i like your idea you said giving back right giving back is of so many times it's not just sitting in an ngo even having this conversation with you we're giving back to society we are empowering women to think differently think bigger than who they are and this is why i say well, your voice deserves to be heard you know too often women over 50 are made to feel invisible like you said or marginalized by society uh but your voice matters women and your perspectives your opinions are just as valid as anyone else's don't be afraid to speak up share your thoughts and ideas and make the world a better place to live in and i said you know as a collective you know as women get together of you know this is the whole idea kind of movement behind this as women's yeah. voices are raised as women come together that as a collective you're creating change and that's what the 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 narrative is you know that's what you want to do you want to change that narrative but you also want to leave a legacy so that's yeah. kind of why you know i'm doing what i'm doing why you're doing what you're doing and why so many women on this on you know who appear on this podcast are doing too so kavita thank you thank you thank you for your all thank your you. wisdom you know 
all your sharing. It's just been a phenomenal episode. And there's so many, so many takeaways. And my first guest from India, I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. This is just so I didn't know that. So I'm super excited, you know, and like this. Absolutely. Growing old is inevitable, but growing up is a choice. Now, it's a choice that the women who are listening to this program should decide. Do they want to be visible or invisible? I want to be visible. I know you want to be visible. And I I think that's a choice that we should make. You know, it's uh, it's going to change your life. Yeah, absolutely. Wise words. Perfect way to finish off the podcast. So thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, all the best to you, Kiran. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. If you want to hear more from some amazing women over 50 who are kicking ass and making impact, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember to rate, comment and share with other fabulous women. And together, let's change the narrative that you don't have to be invisible no matter how old you are. Check out our other services on www.you'renotinvisibleafter50.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and TikTok. And always remember that life doesn't have to end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning.